BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 ads and popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see, cause Doug loves movies. Hey, 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 everybody. My name is Doug and I love mild weather. This is Doug Loves Movies coming to you once again from Claire Kramer's world. We're just living in it with another Homes Alone edition. It's Sunday, February 21st, 2021. And my guests are you-know-who, plus Rob Belusi and Kadis Mobley. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello. (laughs) This part's always awkward because everyone's like, are we all supposed to talk at the same time? (laughs) So let's meet everybody individually, starting with... First time guest on the show, Robert Belushi is here. Hey, Rob. Hi, how are you all? Uh, I, I can't speak for all of us, but I'll speak for Please me and I'll s- say I'm excited. We're, okay, we're all excited to meet you. Uh, <laughs> host of Get a Clue. That's uh, right. Yeah. Also a motion picture that is streaming called The Blackout. Ooh. Is that correct? Totally correct. <laughs> uh, what's the blackout? Can you tell us a little bit about it? Blackout uh, is an independent feature, and it uh, takes place during a uh, during Hurricane Sandy in New York. Um, uh, the hurricane blows in mid party um, that is being thrown by uh, three women in their twenties and a bunch of friends. And then as the hurricane takes over, more people come in to the party to seek shelter and a uh, night of um, imperfection and compassion is revealed between (laughs) the characters. All right. And uh, uh, it's um, available to watch now. You know, a lot of times when people reach out about, you know, a publicist said, hey, uh, Rob Belushi would like to come talk about this movie. Um, You know, a lot of times there's like a specific 
you know, date we're targeting, but it is, it is out now. It's out on VOD on all digital platforms, including iTunes, Amazon, and anywhere you can buy movies. All right. Well, I'm going to, you know, throw down the challenge with Claire Kramer. If, if she wins again today, uh, I think both of us should uh, in the ensuing week, watch the blackout and then talk about it on the next episode. I'm oh, into that- it. Because <laughs> it's, it's the type of movie I love. It's probably mostly in one location, right? It sure is. In fact, um, <laughs> a lot of it uh, was, uh, you know, improvised. So it was kind love of it. an experiment that uh, Danny, the director, um, you know, presented to a large ensemble of uh, actors to find their way through, um, you know, moments and events and emotions, uh, kind of on their own. So it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And yes, it takes, it takes place all, you know, mostly in, in, in apartment in New York. Yeah. Claire doesn't like, uh, she gets nervous when, when a second location gets involved. (laughs) (laughs) That's just more of a, more of a life thing. (laughs) Right. She she sounds like a producer. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. She's always producing things and saying, let's try to keep the budget down. Um, Uh, And as host of get a clue, as a game show host, how do you fare on the other side of things? How are you at, uh, playing the games i'm a lot better at hosting than playing <laughs> like and, do you, you think know, you would do you think you would do badly on your own show gosh i don't <laughs> think i'd do badly but i i don't uh you never know you know <laughs> those lights come on and you throw a time the, the the timer on and um you know you get your, your partner isn't picking up what you're throwing down. And then all of a sudden you have, you've got like brain freeze going. I mean, that could happen to me. It, it often does. It, you'll probably hear it happen during our time together today. <laughs> but um, I can't wait. I look forward to it. Um, and also joining us today is another first time guest. It's comedian Kenise Mobley. Hello, Kenise. Hello, uh, longtime fan. I'm so excited to be here. Maybe overly excited. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess probably not overly excited, or at least you are overly excited in a very quiet way because uh, yes. we haven't been <laughs> we haven't been hearing you from you. Um, I I just got to ask you a question about something I found somewhere uh, uh, in your uh, info on the internet. Uh, what is Make Yourself Cry? Ah, so Make Yourself Cry is an Instagram live show I do every week where, okay, so backstory, I'm really bad at crying. Most movies don't make me cry. I think in the history of every movie that I've seen and I watch at least 100 every year, uh, only four movies have ever made me cry. So it's people coming on with things that make them cry and they see if it makes me cry as well. I love that premise. I you know, used to be very hard to get to cry. And then I crossed that, that man threshold where you reach a certain age and then everything starts making you cry. What and, age uh, is that? <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think it's different for everybody. I mean, I think I got, I think I lasted, held out longer than, uh, than a lot of people, but I, I guess, that, you know, there's just this thing that happens, I guess, where um, men get, um, you know, more emotional once they get, you know, more mature and realize that, uh, you know, 
this isn't going to last forever. But um, what are your four movies? Can you name the four movies that have made you cry? I find that fascinating. I can. Uh, so one was when I was a kid and somebody gets run over by like a lawnmower and dies. It could be called like something in the moon, the man in the moon. I don't know what this is called. Um, that movie yeah. made me cry. Oh, is that Reese Witherspoon? I think uh, so. Like a super yeah. young Reese Witherspoon. Mm -hmm. I do not remember the plot of it. I just remember as a child, I cried. Uh, and then Beast of the Southern Wild, uh, where it's like that small kid and she's just left to the whims of the world. Uh, tears every time. Pride and Prejudice from 2005 for some reason. <laughs> and Mr. Darcy walks across the field and there's all the mist, tears constantly. And the one that makes me cry consistently every time without question. And if I need to cry, I will put it on Paddington to one of the best films ever made. Wow. <laughs> that is, I would not have guessed any of those four. I probably would have went with, you know, more classic uh, cry makers, you know, like, uh, you know, E.T. or... Uh, <laughs> you know, any of those movies where somebody dies of a, like, even Pride and Prejudice and Zombies would have been a good, um, but those are, uh, but I think it's called Man in the Moon. So if you said so next time you tell the story. Man in the Moon, okay. Then you know it's Reese Witherspoon's first movie and it's called Man in the Moon, I think. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's it. And I do, I think it, there is like a, a death, an accidental death in it that uh, sends everybody reeling. Yes. So, Kimmy, um, can can I jump in? Am I allowed to jump in, or can, just, so, yeah? What do you what, what do you what do you need? <laughs> what so what 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 triggers the crying? Do you think because some of that stuff is like uh, about like abandonment, and some of it is about death and. Do you, can can you I do talk with like my therapist about this? So we have gotten into a little bit of it, but it's usually someone who's trying to do the right thing and it hasn't worked out and it hasn't worked out and then it does work out. And then I tears that when it does that finally works. work out for them. Oh, I can't that, handle it. That works for me too. And you know, I can definitely, uh, throw in my hat as somebody who's crying more and more as he ages. So I don't know what the gender role there is, but I am weeping at everything. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, like, there's just a day where you wake up and you're just more sensitive to, to these things. And, and, but also the movies themselves can be so manipulative with the music and the, you know, uh, the right uh, performers, you know, cause you, you know, if you like an actor in a movie, you certainly don't want to see them die in that movie, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, but also I do, I am having more of the uh, tears of joy thing, which is, uh, which is interesting, you know, that movies with happy endings are making me cry, which is like that, you know, that never used to be the case. Wait, what's yeah. the last movie that made you cry from joy? Oh gosh. Um, maybe I just, I, uh, I, I loved book smart and I saw it at the like premiere and the audience went so crazy for it. I bet you I was like wiping away tears at the end as all the characters were having water balloons thrown in their face in slow motion. That's I cried in book smart. Right. It's just so it, it's crazy inspiring and it's angering that there aren't more movies like it, that the, that the system has just really kept back movies about, you know, women and girls. Um, and we were just talking the other day about how bri the movie Bridesmaids, when that came out, everyone was like just expecting it to bomb just because it was, why would men go to see a movie about Bridesmaids? 
And, uh, and then when that movie proved everybody wrong, it didn't fix anything really. Cause they're still scared to make movies like that. Uh, Claire, what do you think? Uh, I, <laughs> I agree <laughs> with that statement a hundred percent. Um, and in regards to, uh, Knice and the crying, I am the opposite. I'm like a huge crier <laughs> because when I'm watching a movie, it's a release for me. It's I'm, I'm who I like the suspension of disbelief, you know, which is probably why I like all genres of, of film and television, because I, I want to lose myself. And so I'm able, when I'm watching, I'm, I'm not me. I'm actually feeling like I'm in the story. And so I'm, I'm much freer with my emotions than I am walking around, you know, in my real life in, in the, you know, Claire's world. <laughs> <laughs> well, last week, <laughs> we're all in Claire's world last week. <laughs> Last week, you uh, you know, your recommendation for the week was uh, oh, love yes. actually, and so now I'm thinking as you describe how you cry at movies that that movie you must spend the last 20 minutes crying because all the stories are getting wrapped it's up. So I, I did, yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first movie I cried at when I was little, um, and I remember I cried during the movie, which was Charlotte's Web. And it was the animation. And then I remember going up to my room in Ohio and looking in the mirror and I had like a tear streaming down my face and I had ponytails in. I remember I had two ponytails and looking in the mirror and being like, that's weird. Why am I crying? It's not me that's hurt. It's a story. And that was when I first made the connection of like art is meant to evoke emotions, you know? positive emotions, sometimes anger, sometimes to activate, but that in, in essence is what art is in any form. And that's when I kind of made that connection at that young age, when I cried at Charlotte's web. That's so cute. And then the movie that <laughs> tore me apart crying, like I cried the whole entire movie. And my boyfriend at the time was like, I think we need to leave the theater. And I was like, shut up <laughs> was awakenings, which is, oh, yeah, I yeah. haven't thought about that movie in so long, but it's, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I loved Oliver Sacks. I was reading his books, you know, at a young age and you know, this, he came up with that story and it's based on, you know, real events. And it's just such a powerful amazing story i that one is a crier so canise i give you awakenings i want to know if you'll cry during it <laughs> i'll give it a watch okay i I'll yeah, be, be shocked if you don't i mean that movie is just pure uh you know pulling at the heartstrings the, the the whole time and de niro and robin williams are both like phenomenal the top, the top of their game well, I, penny marshall was killing it because penny yes. marshall you know like with big already made a movie that was also kind of a somehow a tearjerker even though it was a, a wacky comedy mm -hmm. um you know so she had a real she was really good with that that stuff uh, she like has a way of like taking these men and she did it with tom hanks before anybody else had really done it with him and big and like e bringing the organic you know, genuineness and, and sort of kindness out, you know what I mean? And I think that really comes out with De Niro and Robin Williams performances. Ah, I mean, they're both the, such sensitive performances. It's like watching dueling Mandy. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so I should introduce you officially. Claire Kramer is back Hi. for her sixth appearance in a row, uh, trying to be her record of 10 wins from, uh, several years back and we will get to the competition 
shortly. But first, a couple of things. First of all, the box office report for this week is really sad. Mm. Uh, Crudes 2 is back at number one. (laughs) (laughs) I just think the formula right now is to have something that's a, a title that children are already familiar with and, you know, scream at their parents until they take them to see it at the drive in. And that's what I think Crudes 2 is. It's mostly making its money with families going out just to get the hell out of the house. Um, But the next thing I'd like to do is discuss uh, recommendations. Rob and Kenisa, don't mean to surprise you with this, but basically it's just recommend a movie that you think people would like. In this case, I feel like we should all be recommending uh, Tear Jerkers. (laughs) But... uh, (laughs) But Claire probably already has something in mind. What uh, what would you like to recommend this week, Claire? I would like to recommend. Um, now it came out in mid January, but I I haven't talked about it yet. And I was thinking to myself, why not? Because it's a phenomenal movie, News of the World, with Tom Hanks. Oh, we love. Yes. Um, Did you cry? I I did. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't. Uh, it was more like emotional because the the young girl in it um this little actress from germany who is absolutely phenomenal talk about great you know child performances she's unbelievable um she she really tugged at my heartstrings like her plight and her storyline in particular she her family was killed um in an attack uh by native americans and then she's basically just this wild little girl who Tom Hanks, who is, this is takes place like five years after the civil war has ended. Um, and he is paid, you can pay a dime to hear him read different newspapers because not a lot of people read back in the day. Um, <laughs> and so he travels. Yeah. He town. was a traveling, he's a traveling, uh, nonfiction storyteller. Yes. <laughs> and I didn't I even mean, know such a position existed. Me neither. And he says in the movie, you know, it's not for, it's not a rich man's job, uh, which it's not, but he takes her. And then of course, in great Western style um, and in great Paul Greengrass style, they have some epic, you know, Western scenes. And I just love the movie. I love Paul because I'm a huge, like uh, Jason Bourne fan. I absolutely love the books. And when I thought Bourne Supremacy and Bourne Ultimatum were two of the best in that franchise, which he directed also. So I highly recommend News of the World. I tell you that Paul Greengrass has made, I'd say three or four of the most suspenseful movies Mm -hmm. that are not rated R. Like he doesn't need the vi- he doesn't need that the actual physical you know bloody violence kind of payoff, but just the fact that it's always looming in his move his movies are all so uh, just put you on edge. I mean the United. Yeah, that's the, one, the that's late ninety three or United ninety three. Yeah, I never can I remember the number. In, yeah, United Flight ninety three. I cried through that whole movie. It was. It was, you know, he's not, he's also, he's not afraid to tackle like tough subjects too. You know, I mean, yes, he does the huge blockbuster born series, but then he did that movie. And you know, this, I I really loved it. And I will say, um, the young girl, Helena, I don't know her. I can't remember her last name, but she, to me, it is perfect casting that she needs to play a young Gwendolyn Christie. 
don't you guys think? Okay. I haven't uh, seen News of the World yet. I, you know, I've seen a couple of still pictures of the girls, so I don't. I'm not really. When you uh, watch it, yeah, think <laughs> about that at the end. And I think somebody needs to write a movie for those two. Okay. Um, I just, uh, you know, I just find it really fascinating how often Tom Hanks has played a captain. I know. And I wonder if he shows up on, when he does show up to work on the first day each time, he says, I'm the captain now. <laughs> like he was so Which wasn't even his line Philip. <laughs> that wasn't even his line that's what i'm saying he's taking he's taking it back now he just goes around insisting he's the captain <laughs> um all right so that's claire's recommendation days i mean news of the world currently streaming on uh apple Pretty tv yeah right yep i believe yeah. so yeah, it's on Apple TV, and uh, I'm definitely going to watch it. It's a it's a big awards contender, and yeah, all the buzz is really strong for that uh, little gr girl's performance. She's phenomenal, and Tom Hanks is so effortless that you just he's like he's just really good. You know, he's just everything an actor should be in front of the camera, natural, he's, organic, real. Yeah, he's amazing. It's going to be really interesting to see his. Um, his take on, uh, you know, in that uh, Baz Luhrmann's uh, Elvis movie, uh, mm -hmm. he plays he plays Colonel Parker. <laughs> uh, which, thank God he's not Captain Parker. Exactly. Uh, OK, Rob. Mr. Yeah. Belushi, what uh, can you recommend a movie uh, like if it's something that's streaming, that's great, but uh, can it can be any movie. I've been on a little movie explosion in the last week. And I've loved every single one I've seen. So oh. I guess Ooh. I guess I'll list them all and do it real fast. <laughs> um, okay, and you, but then we, you have to commit to one though as your absolute favorite of all of them. No problem. All right. So okay. I guess <laughs> in sequential order, I finally watched uh, a most dangerous game, which is um, streaming on HBO Max. It's Joel, I think McRae is his name, and um, who played. Who was the, the woman in the original? Faye Ray. It's an old one. Yeah. Really good. Okay. Uh, and the original Postman always rings twice with Lana Turner. That's on Ooh. Criterion right now. Mm. Uh, really weird and fun. And she is so clearly a movie star. It's hard to not watch her. Um, I watched Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Loved it. Ooh, so I want to see that. I want to see yeah, that. Yeah, it's so fun. It's fun. Loved it. Yeah. So fun. What a great movie about friendship. Definitely cried. And, um, although, <laughs> uh, let's see. And then I watched, uh, last night, um, the new Rosamund Pike movie on Netflix called I care a lot. Yeah. Um, I definitely recommend that one, but my biggest recommend would be, uh, the sound of metal, which came yeah. out. Mm. Did you guys already talk about this on your no. show? It's oh. come up because I saw it, but I haven't, I haven't spoken to Claire about it. I don't think that's, uh, I definitely, again, definitely cried in this one. Um, this stars, uh, Riz Ahmed, uh, as a, um, a musician, a drummer who, um, is in love in a relationship with a woman who's in his band. And the movie begins with him beginning to 
to experience hearing loss. Um, he is also uh, an addict in recovery. And um, I just thought the film was, uh, I, I happen to be in recovery. So maybe that's why I have a, a particular fondness for it. But I, I just think every, I thought everyone in the film was incredible to watch. There's uh, a man who plays kind of a counselor. Yeah. At, at a, Paul, Paul Racy's that guy's name. Oh, and and he's uh, he's uh, he's been getting a lot of uh, you know awards attention. Mm-hmm. Um, he was it great. Just, the take the thing I, I I love the movie and the, but the main thing I try to express to people uh, about it is don't um, don't be concerned about the fact that he's a a metal drummer because it's not about that. It's not you oh. don't have to you don't have to. It's not a movie about metal music. It's just. Uh, it works for the title and uh, he certainly and it works so well like the the sound of metal being a motif throughout the movie mm-hmm. like i caught it probably a lot less than it was meant to but it really deepened the the viewing experience for me and he is so just beautiful to watch work like i i wish i could do anything like what he does and i just believe him i think he's you know, one of the greatest actors of his generation and I'll watch anything he's in. He's amazing. Sound of metal. It's on yeah. Amazon. I loved he's him in the night of the mm-hmm. HBO. Oh, yeah. He was like yeah. phenomenal. That was one of my favorite like mini series ever because of him. Well, and he's, he's actually like, uh, he, the, in uh, nightcrawler was the first movie he was in, which is another one of my total favorites. Um, I watched, rewatched that like, monthly and i guess everyone came in to read for the the role of rick as like kind of a burnt out surfer dude and he came in and did what he did and that's like unforgettable performance of like vulnerability and honesty and i'm sorry if i cut i cut you off a little bit there claire and i apologize oh not at all (laughs) i love hearing it i i haven't seen the movie yet and i'm excited to watch it it's so yeah it's good it's good and it's on uh amazon prime and um, yeah, look for it in the, especially in the uh, sound categories on the Oscars, because the sound design is, uh, is phenomenal and also uh, very disturbing. Like it really, it, it, you know, it's the most immersive movie about losing hearing. I mean, I've never been watching a movie and felt more, yeah. you know, connected to what's happening to the protagonist because it's happening to you as well. Cause they, that you, you hear from, you, you hear what he hears, you know, you hear what it sounds like for him. It reminded me of Rob. Have you ever seen a movie called the, uh, the diving bell and the butterfly? Oh, I love yes. that. Yes. Good movie. Rob. <laughs> yeah. It reminded me of, it reminded me of that where it's like for a large portion of the movie, I was like, I can't, I, I just, I'm, I'm, I like, I'm so empathetic with this character and this horrible thing that's happening to him and, and that there's nothing he can really do. And then with both case, in both movies, it's a little bit of a spoiler, uh, things end up, you know, happier than you'd ever imagine they could. And, um, you know, I, I just, uh, thought back to that movie and how that movie also, you know, made you feel what it's like to be inside this guy who's, you know, completely paralyzed except for being able to blink one eye. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway uh but that's it those are all great uh recommendations and i i heartily uh back you up on uh, sound of metal uh canice what do you um 
What are you thinking for a movie recommendation? Okay, so my I just moved and my internet has not been installed, so I haven't been able to stream anything or like what a nightmare. Which is truly, <laughs> uh, it's like it's damaging to me as a human being, and I've <laughs> done it this way. Uh, but I've been rewatching my DVDs, which I stopped buying in like 2012, 2013. Yeah. Uh, so I've watched everything that doesn't make me feel like I'm about to be murdered. Uh, every DVD that I have that's not like a, a scary thriller murder one. Uh, and I'd have to say the most enjoyable one in this time has been the thomas crown affair which is oh, one of my favorite the best. <laughs> i love it so much now we're talking we're talking the steve mcqueen version uh no, no. we're talking the <laughs> renee russo version uh man love it deeply i know the other one might be better i accept that but uh, no. 1999 uh, well, it was the tops it's funny. The other one has um, like the, the, the credit sequence at the beginning is one of the most stylish and coolest credit sequences ever. But uh, yeah, the, the, the remake was definitely a worthy, like it, it's its own movie and it's uh, just as entertaining as the first one, uh, I think. And um, what was, I was just re reading or hearing something about that movie recently where there was some odd thing with with uh, Pierce Brosnan, something that he couldn't do or something. Uh, I should, shouldn't even have brought it up. But if you, uh, if anybody's interested in diving deeper into uh, the Thomas Crown affair and and Pierce Brosnan, there was something unusual about uh, him and that. Okay. What's that? I have something I have unusual about something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I What's have your a question? question for Kenise? Um, okay. Uh, first of all, amazing recommendation. I love that film. I mean, it's Renee Russo is incredible. Like she's so good in that movie. And um, I'm getting a little giddy, so I'm gonna I'm gonna relax. <laughs> I mean, John McTiernan. You're a real John... you're a real Renee Russo fan because, uh, of course, you also enjoy her very much in Nightcrawler. Oh, I love her in Nightcrawler. <laughs> <laughs> I think Renee Russo is, is is not talked about enough, but right, yes, she's, she's amazing in Nightcrawler. Yeah, it took her marrying that guy that made Nightcrawler to for her to for be an actress of an older age that actually gets a decent role in a movie. Oh, and she is like so good. So, yeah, oh, great <laughs> recommendation. I'm so excited you brought that up. John McTiernan directed that. He directed another perfect film, Die Hard. Yeah. And Die Hard with a Vengeance. Okay, I just <laughs> perfect. Die Hard um, with a Vengeance, amazing. I like it more than Die Hard One, and I accept that people are going to yell at me, but I love Die Hard with a Vengeance so much. It's why Tiernan's one of my favorite directors. Okay, sorry. But... No, no, no. I mean, like my friends and I constantly say to each other, "Hook, line, and sinker." Like, <laughs> and 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 another another thing that we that friends of mine and I do. Um, you know, that came out in 1999 and that's when I graduated high school. Um, so that's a very real film to me. I'm so excited you brought this movie up. Um, <laughs> the, the thing we talk about is that like that monologue that Dennis Leary gives to Rene Russo about being fine. Like that's, do you know, do you know the yeah. one I'm talking about? It's like, I fucked five women in six days. I was suspended. Uh, I unfortunately know that movie almost front to back. Like if you put yeah, it on, I, I can like talk along with it. Yeah. I beat a suspect and like, and I was fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, that 
not to, I hope that's not too much of a window into my life, but, but it's a great metaphor for (laughs) my question. All right. So, uh, this is exciting. So my question to you is one thing I never understood about the Thomas crown affair (laughs) is when he says to her, I have a question and you know, it's that built up moment. Would you like another hit of espresso? And she's like, that's your question. Would I like another hit of espresso? Like, what is, I never get what that's supposed to mean. Is he just like trying to build- So you want to stay up for another few hours? That's what it is. It's like, do you want to make love? Yeah, it's like, hey, do you, do you want to drink this, have some more energy for uh, what what we're planning on later or or what? Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) That's what I thought, but I'm always like, God, that's, it's so weird. It's so weird. Doesn't you it feel be... good to have that mystery solved now for you, <laughs> it does. Rob? It does. I mean, it does. when those th- when those things get cleared up, it's a nice feeling. <laughs> I watch this movie so often, and that part comes like all of it. The the dance is so hilarious and amazing to me, and like that moment, I'm always, it's I'm always like, huh? Is he saying okay? <laughs> I yeah, I've watched movie since I was in middle school to the point where. Like I bought outfits that were similar to Renee Russo's outfits because uh, I thought she was just like the coolest thing in the world. And no God. one likes a 14-year-old dressing that way. People really oh, no. don't like it. <laughs> With that jacket and those boots, that long skirt. Oh, yes. man. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm yelling. I'm yelling. All right. Well, we've got lots of great uh, options for uh, people to... Uh... Uh, movies for people to watch while they're stuck at home, but now it is did you time. Not, I'm so sorry. Did you not cry when she's on the plane at the end? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't oh. cry at all. I'm sorry. I'm a heartless. heartless this is why she has a show about not crying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she said she cried during four movies and named all of them. You, you, you know, we have to trust her on this. Uh, <laughs> but she that, hasn't that seen Awakenings. Else has ever I haven't seen Awakenings yet. <laughs> oh, man. Um, have you seen Silver Linings Playbook? I have. Are you suggesting that that's a movie that makes people cry? I cry so hard in that movie. <laughs> like, I think you so might. Flawed. <laughs> yeah, and you cry for people who have the worst the dumbest possible gambling problem <laughs> because I relate. Like, there's all those things that it. Robert De Niro has to do for luck for his team, a team that always loses all the time. Like why, why did he think it was ever working? Just because that one season, they have a good season. <laughs> well, it's, it's just a great, uh, like there's so much madness happening in that film, but the first it's the crazy. first legal sports bet I ever made was on the Bears in 2006 against the Indianapolis Colts. I didn't have enough money to be making any bets at all, and I made a big bet because I was sure the Bears were going to win, and in retrospect, I'm just as dumb as Pat Solitano Sr. in uh, Silver Linings Playbook because it was Rex Grossman against Peyton Manning, and they got smoked. <laughs> Okay, I'm sure the rest I'm, of us don't know what you're talking about. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so okay, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Silver Linings Playbook, uh, crying challenge. Everybody take it. See if you can get through without crying, or or see if you can get through it at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we will play some games right after this quick break. <laughs> we'll be right back. 
Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. All right, we're back. And we're going to start uh, with the games portion of the show today with an old game that Claire, I'm sure, was playing back in that 10-game uh, winning streak. But mm. it's got a new twist. Mm. Yeah, this is, we're going to play for the first time ever, Speed Malton. Ooh. This is the old Leonard Malton game, but with a new structure. Basically, here's how Speed Malton works. I'll tell you a category. Then I'll tell you what the category, you know, I'll give you a name for a category. Then I'll tell you what it means. Then I'll tell you the year of the movie we're talking about. Then I'll tell you a couple of short quotes from Leonard Malton's review of that movie. And then... I'll start naming names of actors that were in that movie listed by Leonard at the end of the review uh, from the bottom up, leading up to the top build actor or actress during all of this. At any point, each one of you can guess once what movie you think it is. Mm. If you, but if you don't get it right, then you can't, buzz in again until the next round, the next movie. So you don't want to, you know, there's no negative points, but you still don't want to buzz in if you're not absolutely sure. And by buzz in, I mean, just say your own name and then I'll call on you. <laughs> no raising of the virtual hand. <laughs> just yell out Rob or Claire or Kanice, whatever the case may be. You guys can decide amongst yourselves which names you want to use. First person to two points will be our winner. Any questions? Um, okay, just jump in whenever you think you have an idea. Yeah, just say your name when you think you know what it is. <laughs> okay. And then I'll say Claire, and then you'll... And then I'll say something. Okay. Yes, yes. Got it. All right. The category is Clint... Westwood. <laughs> and these are westerns directed by Clint Eastwood. The mm -hmm. year, the year is 1992. Leonard Malton gave this movie three stars. I forgot. I'm going to also tell you that. I'm going to tell you what he, how many stars Leonard gave it out of four. He gave it three. He called it powerful. But he also said that it was marred by a midsection that plods. Yes, Rob? 
this is a Western by Clint Eastwood. Mm -hmm. It has, it has to be unforgiven. That is correct. Mm. Rob Walushi's on the board with one point. Claire Canise, were you just hanging out or did you have ideas? <laughs> I, I wasn't sure of the year of Unforgiven. And so I was, I was kind of wrong. waiting a minute because, yeah. but you got I, it. I wasn't, cause I wasn't sure, but now I'm going to be more aggressive. Good job, Rob. <laughs> Good job. You aggressive player. You, <laughs> I think that was written by David and Janet peoples who also did, um, the, the La Jete 12 monkeys. Oh, oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool I, just, husband, I was playing a game. Too. I was playing a game recently where, uh, uh, people did were surprised that that was uh, Twelve Monkeys was based on a you know previous film. Um, yeah. All right, Rob has one point. We're playing to two points, so Rob could take this with one more movie. And this is just the first of two games, so you know no pressure. <laughs> it's the second game that really matters. Uh, this particular category is called Gleam This. It's the movies of Ice Cube. Oh, okay. Oh, boy. The Here we year go. Is, Give it to me. The year is 2012. Hmm. Two and a half stars for Leonard, from Leonard. He says this movie is a total goof. Uh, I think I know what it is. Claire? 21 Jump Street. Ooh, that is incorrect. Rob. Rob. Is it Anaconda? Incorrect. Ah! I All would right, like Kenise. to hear more details. Kenise, <laughs> this is yours. They just, they just handed this to you on a silver platter. I'm going to read uh, another piece of information from Leonard's review, and then I'm going to name all of the people that are in it, and then you're going to tell me the name of the movie. Okay. Uh, Leonard says it has a haphazard screenplay and the names he lists are Mark Evan Jackson, Craig Roberts, Caroline Aaron, Jimmy Tatro, Nick Offerman, Kenny and Keith Lucas, uh, writers of the story of Judas and the Messiah, by the way, uh, Ice Cube, Jillian Bell, Amber Stevens, Wyatt Russell, Peter Stormare, Channing Tatum, and Jonah Hill, 22 Jump Street? That is correct. Yes! Oh, Claire, yes! So oh my gosh. Oh, thank you, Claire. I, you really set the groundwork for that one. Um, <laughs> you are so welcome. I, just, I appreciate that. You, you should get an honorable mention, Claire. <laughs> yeah, that was really, uh, that was super helpful. <laughs> uh, okay. We have uh, Rob and Kenise are both on the board with a point. Either could win with this round. The category is called The Bride Wore Black. And this is movies with Jack Black, Danny McBride, or both. Mm. The year is 2008. Leonard gives this movie two and a half stars. He says that it goes on too long. 
And he also calls it, as he does a lot of movies, a yarn. <laughs> yeah, we still don't really have a handle on what that means. And he lists 12 names in this film. And the one that's billed the lowest is Tom Cruise. Then we got Matthew McConaughey. Oh, I, oh, uh, I think I, I know it. Who, say your name. Claire. What is it, Claire? Um, okay, so I'm supposed to say it's either Jack Black or... You know, you're supposed to name the movie. Oh. Uh, These are all clues about a specific movie. What is the name of that movie? Uh, <laughs> it's, I can see it in my head. It's... Um, Mm. Yeah. Thunder, thunder something. Well, you don't want to like, help the other players. Okay, no, okay uh, I give I up. I will try I to take it from you. <laughs> yeah. Should I Go keep ahead, reading Kenise. names? Take it away. Well, well, Rob, you said you said Rob before I said Kenise. I'm just being a jerk. I was ringing in for Kenise, though, because I <laughs> knew you knew. <laughs> uh, I mean, if we're... So, sorry, Claire, but if we're going based on what Claire has said, are we saying Tropic Thunder? Yes. Oh, my yes, God. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> I, 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 why? Okay, that's good, though. I'm that's happy a massive, That's a massive clue. I don't think Tom Cruise has been 12th build in any other that's the, thing that's he's ever the been That's the giveaway. In. Yes, yeah, and that I could not think of, like, what was the Thunder? I'm like, not Days of Thunder. That's way long ago. <laughs> <laughs> good Michael Rooker in Days of Thunder, though. Mm-hmm. Um, well, congratulations. Good job. Kenise is the winner. Kenise won that game. <laughs> Good job, First girl. time on the show that she beats Claire Kramer and Get a Clue host Rob Belushi <laughs> in a game of trivia. But we have one more game to play, and we will find out what Kenise won before we play that game. We'll be, <laughs> we'll be right back after these messages. No flipping. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, we're back, and Kenise gets to go first in our next and final game. That's what you win for winning that last game. Thank you. Uh, yeah. The winner of this next game will be invited to join us again uh, next Sunday afternoon uh, for another episode of the show, if you would like to come back as returning champion. Clara's won five times in a row, so this will be number six if she's able to pull it off and we're going to play this game yes. should be called Claire is the target. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Claire is great at uh, these trivia games because her middle name is voyant. Right. Um, <laughs> I just channel into Doug, you know, about an hour before the show. <laughs> that took What's me. Thinking? What's he feeling? Eight seconds too long to get, and it hit me. It hit me like a like a punch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still uh, this... forget a clue. That is right in the wheelhouse of old Uncle Rob's. 
pun academy on uh, get a clue. Huh? <laughs> okay, um, I'm sorry to game, keep interrupting you. That's all right. This next game is called Parental Guidance. And I'll read to you uh, one contestant at a time. So uh, Kenise won that first game. So she gets to go first. So I'll say, Kenise, here is one of the parental guidance remarks about a motion picture that is, uh, you know, out there on these sites where they uh, describe stuff. So you, you know, can make sure your kids don't see it or, you know, make sure that you're giving them the right guidance. Uh, so I'll give you one, uh, you know, one thing that describes something that happens in the movie that uh, is probably not for kids. And then you can guess what movie okay. it is. If you pass or guess incorrectly, then I'll move on to Rob, but then I'll add yet another parental oh, guidance <laughs> fact. Yes. Got it. Until, and the idea is we go around, we can go around four times. So it can come back to you, uh, Kenise. So, um, you know, I, I was just about to say pay attention, but what, what else are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> don't try to solve a rubik's cube while, we, while we're doing this i will not okay um but yeah and also that's the idea is the you know as the clues get added it gets easier so uh, i want that person who had to go first to get another you know get one more crack at it right. okay what motion picture Kenise had this written about it heroin use plays a major role in the film. A character smokes pot using a bong. What movie do you think that is? <laughs> I'll so give you a clue. I'll give you a clue. It's not Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for... for it's not a movie. I can tell you it's not a movie that made you cry. <laughs> It is not one of the four movies in existence that made me it's cry. Not, it yeah, narrow it we've narrowed it, it down to Thank those you. are four movies that Thank it is you. not. Uh, <laughs> so both heroin and pot use. Is it, oh, I have two guesses. You know what? I, I accept that this could be wrong. Is it Rec Room for a Dream? No, it's not. <laughs> Here's your next clue, Rob. It includes characters discussing oral sex plus depictions of sadomasochism. So if I guess and I'm wrong, I'm out, right? Yeah, just for now. You'll be back in the next one. All right, I'm going to pass then. I don't have a, I don't have a vibe on this. Yeah, and you don't want to say something that might be a clue to help the next person. Claire, this movie holds the record for most use of the fuck word in any film at 271 times. Now, this is also, I don't know when this particular fact was written down. So that's why I'm saying there's 271 F-bombs okay. in, in this movie. Um, I am, it's not going to come back to me, right? So no. I'm going to say um, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Incorrect. No heroin in that one. 
everything else. Oh no, no. <laughs> everything else. There is I think there is heroin. There is heroin. Yeah. I guess it wouldn't play a major part. <laughs> As described in the first quote. <laughs> All right, Kenise, here's your last chance at it. Okay. Uh, the director, I, I love these people that write these things, like trying to warn you about what to look out for, for your kids. They come up with the dumbest things to be concerned about. And they, <laughs> one thing they wrote about this movie was the director seems to mock product placement by featuring original brands created for the film. <laughs> like your children need, you need to worry if your kids are going <laughs> to see something that mocks product placement. <laughs> Keep them away. Keep them away yeah. from Wayne's World, <laughs> or uh, Josie and the Pussycats. Oh, I love that movie so much. So um, much product placement. It's so fun. Um, I'm going to guess again because I am reckless. I am going to guess Pulp Fiction. That is correct. Ah, uh, good guess. She did it. Oh, the sadomasochism. But where, where's the bomb it? scene? Who smokes the bomb? I think. Uh, is Eric Stoltz smoking a bomb when they come? Or, or Rosanna and Rosanna Arquette oh, are both smoking Rosanna, a bomb when yeah. Uma Thurman overdoses. Yeah. yeah. And the S and M is in the in the basement. Mm-hmm. Where it always Good. is. Good. Good. <laughs> yeah. Canise, great job. Good job, Canise. Thank you. Yeah, that was great. So we have. Uh, three more rounds, and whoever has the most points uh, at the end of three rounds will uh, win today. And Kenise has one. Rob gets to go first on this one. Oh, good. What movie? What movie do you think has the warning that this movie is extremely dark and disturbing? <laughs> uh, I can guess and guess again later, right? Yeah. Okay. Extremely dark and disturbing. Um, I'll pass. Forget it. Okay. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Claire? I'm this... the, I have one that comes to... Oh, you're going to read me another quote. Okay. Yeah, you get another one. Unless you want to just uh, nope. go ahead uh, and... Give me, give me, give me. <laughs> A man yells at another man to suck his dick and the man asks him multiple times if that's what he wants. <laughs> um, that seems pretty memorable to me. But hmm. maybe. Well, that that took my first guess off, and I that's don't good. know if I remember this happening in this movie. Um, suck my dick multiple times. I'm just gonna say Saw. <laughs> that is a dark and disturbing movie. <laughs> I don't remember them saying that though. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> but you know, it could have happened. I was more worried about it yeah. slicing off his, sawing off his, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're going to play a game. It's suck my dick. <laughs> Do you want me to? Yes. <laughs> All right, you're, you're out of here. You did it. You suck the dick. You're free. Uh, Cadiz, here's your next clue. <laughs> a cop forces a rookie to smoke weed laced with PCP. 
Oh. Oh, uh, oh no. <laughs> like, I'm I like, got it. I know. I, I know. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> oh, crapola. Because it's like, King Kong ain't got nothing on me. Oh, no. This is going to kill me. You want an Oscar for it. Black people are going to be so mad at me. You don't understand. <laughs> it's training day. Yeah, good job. Training day is correct, and it's good finally job. happened. Claire Kramer's Woo! being defeated. Kenise Mobley, you did it. Good job, Kenise. This is, this is everything job, I've Kenise. ever wanted. Thank that you. That is amazing. <laughs> well Great done. Great job. Yeah. Can you come back next Sunday? I can come back next Sunday. Truly. You can, uh, you can sit there where you are now again for an hour <laughs> next week. <laughs> I can. Oh, I love Thank it. You. I love it. Um, what do you think now? So that's the first time we played that game. So I just want to do a quick uh, discussion of how we all think that went. Um, do you like the way that the person who goes first, it comes back around to them, they get one more shot at it? Or do you think that that's, uh, that we shouldn't do it that way? I like anybody that. Have it? You like that? Yeah. Because another way I was thinking we could do it is we do one clue for each person. And if nobody gets it off to three clues, then the fourth clue is like a jump ball. And then anybody can guess. Ooh. Anybody like can that. guess at that point. I think I like that version since it's in the second round, because that way it makes it, it, and you did a good job of putting, Doug, I'd like to give you a compliment. You did a good job <laughs> of the quotes went from like, could be anything to then, you know. More specific. Yeah, like everybody was like training day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but the first one, this is dark and disturbing. That could be anything, you yeah. know? Yeah. That was good. Yeah, you know, I feel it leads to like fun guesses and stuff. And, um, yeah, I, I think we'll be playing that game again because it's because the Leonard Maltin game had such complicated rules, and this is basically accomplishing the same things, but with um, you know, yeah, it's uh, easier for everybody to pick up on on what's happening. Rob Belushi, it has been a pleasure meeting you this way. Oh, uh, hope, thanks hope for to having meet me. You, hope to meet you in in person in the future. But everybody, check out. The film, The Blackout, the TV program, Get a Clue. And is there anything else you'd like to uh, promote? Um, I, I guess I'm going to be uh, on the, well, that's kind of a kid's show. So, no, uh, Get a Clue, <laughs> weekdays at uh, 4.30 Eastern. Um, and, uh, yeah, Blackout on uh, VOD streaming. And I mean, I guess I'm going to be on the Nickelodeon show side hustle next weekend on Saturday. I play a, like an evil host of a karaoke game show. So it's a, uh, you know, the character is a, a very thin veil. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, that's a side hustle. That's a, that's a, uh, that's kind of an edgy sounding children's show. It's really funny. I mean, I got to say, uh, I don't watch a lot of Nickelodeon or Disney, um, but the jokes were funny and the, the young women who are the leads were, were so excellent. I mean, I was so impressed, but it was fun either way. It was fun to do and I got to be a villain. So that was cool. Well, thank you so much for being here. And uh, Claire Kramer, it's been what a, 
Rush, it's been having you on so many times in a row again. It has been so fun. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. Nice to meet you, Claire. We'll do it again real soon. Any any final plugs from Claire after a uh, six-show appearance? You guys can just follow me on Twitter at Claire Kramer and Instagram, Claire Kramer Official, and I am uh, up for trivia with any of you listeners anytime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you're going to get some weird already, Well, people were reaching out, so I just wanted to say, I do see the messages, and yes, <laughs> we'll figure something out. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Uh, Kenise Mobley, first-time guest, first-time winner guest, First time you did it. Um, what would you Claire, like to plug? Thank you for letting me steal your answers. Uh, you got it, girl. I, I couldn't. I am, I am happy. I I got you. Um, you know, a little bit of an edge, and I'm glad you won. Thank you. <laughs> uh, what would you like to plug, Kenise? Uh, so there's the Make Yourself Cry, which is Tuesdays at 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific on IG. Uh, it's my IG handle, Kenise Mobley. And also my podcast, which is called Love About Town. It's me, my best friend, Rohan. We're two awkward brown people, and we talk about sex, dating, and relationships. And whether or not you can remember the name of the movie Training Day. <laughs> yes, I will be judged harshly for that by everyone I know. But you got it. You got, I did you get got it. There. <laughs> it. It was you a whole totally, process to get there. Yes. You, yeah, but you made it. That's the that's the important thing. The fourth clue on that one was going to be a man is killed execution style at the end of the movie. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I maybe should have switched that one with the, that. Might have been less of a clue than the PCP one. Um, or Dr. Dre. We, we, there needs to be more Dr. Dre movies he, he's in the crew remember yeah yeah Dre? it's true it's true um i've got a big show coming up on april 20th at rushticks.com it's going to be stand up and weed smoking and game playing uh from from douglas movies uh all that stuff it's going to go on sale soon just mark your calendars for now for uh april 20th and does anybody here have a, fa- a favorite? I'm, I'm at the end of every episode. I'm saying like a, a classic, well, not necessarily a classic, but just a last line, final line at the end of a, a movie. You know, there's a bunch of really good ones, and then beyond that, it's just you know random things that were the last thing said. But like, Kenise was talking about what movie did you say? Oh, Thomas Crown Affair. Yeah. You, do you know what the last line is in that movie? Uh, you do that again, I'll break both your arms. Oh my God, that's a good one. Mm. It's there on the plane. She hops over her seat. They're kind of making out. The stewardess is like, ma'am, ma'am, don't do that. And then there, it's, and then she whispers that into his ear. And then they make out some more in the end of the movie. Wow. I love it. I'm going to, I'm going to trust that that's accurate. I don't care. (laughs) Oh, I I I don't care if you you just made. You could have, if Rob wasn't here, you could have made that whole thing up. <laughs> she nailed it shot for shot. <laughs> Thanks again to okay. Rob Belushi, Claire Kramer, and Kadis Mobley. We'll see Kadis next week. And as always, if you do that again, I'll break both your arms. <laughs> now it's Thanks so much. To watch another talkie. Eyes of gold is viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in his heart for you, cause the